Hey guys, it's Sam and this is Wrestling Unlimited as it's Monday and that means tonight or today is the wrestling wrap up. A handful of news brought to you in one easy to watch video. As far as today's show does go, we do have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Like 11 or 12 stories. A couple of them kind of interconnect, so that's why I counted it like that. 11 or 12 stories. We're going to talk about a big problem WWE superstars have right now at the airport, especially when it comes to safety. All the latest on the WWE Hall of Fame, the new announcement today as far as the celebrity edition and so much more. We're going to talk about Bray Wyatt. We're going to talk about a longtime name being gone from WWE, some NXT news and so much more because, again, this is the Wrestling Wrap-Up. Every Monday and Friday morning, roughly between 11 and 11.30 a.m. Pacific, right here live, youtube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited or on podcast server or on twitch.tv forward slash PW Unlimited. If you can't catch it live, we can watch it later, youtube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited or podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. If you are watching live on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can either help us out by hitting that donate button down below or by donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel one of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a tiered subscription or you can subscribe with Amazon Prime. Because remember, if you have Amazon Prime, then you have Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things like free games. Free stuff for games, and it always gives you one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month. And I'd greatly appreciate it if you did right here, Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Also remember, you can help us out by going over to YouTube.com and becoming a channel member. Hit that join button and you'll become a channel member, getting early access to news, early access podcast episodes, early access non-news videos, and so much more. And finally, head over to the Epic Game Store. Head over to the Epic Game Store and buy something. Whether you're buying a new game, whether you're buying an old game, whether you're claiming a free game or getting bucks for Rocket League, Fortnite, or Fall Guys, use this code right here, PWUnlimited at checkout, and you will be supporting us at no extra cost. Remember, Fortnite's got a new season. It's only a couple of weeks old. If you haven't got the Battle Pass yet, go to the item shop and put in this code right here. Go to the item shop, go all the way to the bottom. It's going to say, do you have a, a creator you want to support? Do you have a creator code? And you do. It's PWU. N-L-I-M-I-T-E-D at checkout, and you will be supporting us right here, and it doesn't cost you anything extra to do it. Even if you're claiming the free games, that doesn't cost you anything at all to claim the free games. Put in the code, and we get a little bit of a kickback. And we do appreciate that. With that, a little backstory on where I've been, why I sound like this. So last Monday, we do the Monday Night Raw stream. It goes well. Let me fix my, my camera really fast. There we go. So, last Monday, we do the Monday Night Raw stream. All goes well. I then say stay tuned because in a little bit, not long after this, we're going to stream WWE 2K23. We did. We streamed WWE 2K23. I get off that stream at about 1 a.m., 1.30 maybe. Edit up a couple of things, bing, bang, boom, 2 o'clock, I go to bed. Then, shit hits the fan. 
So not to get into too many details or anything, I'm barfing up a storm all night. All Monday night, not sleeping. Not sleeping. Maybe slept for an hour or so, and then I was up. Blah, 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 blah. Just barfing. <clears throat> I'm like, oh, crap. And all day Tuesday, throwing up, throwing up, throwing up. Coming out the other end, too. Wednesday, the same thing. Thursday morning, I wake up, and I'm like, I, I feel a little bit better, but still not. I'm going to go to the doctor. Go to go to the doctor. My freaking car battery's dead. Car battery's dead. Can't go to the doctor. My roommate's gone to work. Got to wait for him to get home. Because I had nobody else that can take me throughout the day. They're all at work. And we go get a new battery. And then realize the battery terminal is shot. Then I go wait till the next day. Because it's now dark. Everything's closed and this and that. And then I have another friend that's got the day off. He comes over, helps me. We change the battery terminal, this, that, or whatever. I finally go to the doctor. Go to the doctor. They tell me, yeah, you've been throwing up so much. You're far, far along as far as dehydrated. Like... You're so dehydrated. So I sat in the ER for a good couple of hours with them just pumping IVs through me. IVs and medicine on Friday evening. Sitting there watching Smackdown on my phone while I just got this IV drip just going through me. They gave me two, three bags or whatever. And then over the weekend, I started feeling better. I haven't got my voice fully back because I was throwing up so much that I damaged my larynx. They think I may have. Um, tore my esophagus a little bit. So my voice is going to be like this for at least a week or so. But I'm back. I'm better. I'm good. I can eat again. I can drink anything I want again. And I'm up and out and about. So, whew. Yeah. Crazy week from getting sick and having car troubles. And then be like, crap, I need to go to the doctor. But I can't go to the doctor. And then finally get into the doctor. And yeah. A lot of crazy stuff last week. And that was on top of... I was in L.A. the week before, the weekend before for my dad's uh, memorial service, and my daughter got sick on the car. Actually, down there and on the car ride home. My mom's had this. My aunt's had this. My ex has had this. My son has had this. My friends, I have friends in Texas that had this. I have friends in the Bay Area that have had this. I know people in Florida. I have a friend in Florida that had this. I know people all around the country that has had this sickness, and I just hope no one else, if they get it, gets it as bad as I did. Because I was vomiting for three and a half days straight. And eventually, because of it, severely dehydrated myself. And I'm not saying that I didn't try to drink anything to keep myself hydrated. Because as soon as I start throwing up, I know, oh, crap. Because this happens to me. When I get sick, I get sick and I end up dehydrated. And so I knew, I'm like, I got I to gotta try to drink. I got to try to drink. But every time I would drink a Gatorade, whoop, it's right back out. Like, the Gatorade wouldn't stay on my stomach for an hour. It's, as soon as it's in, it's right back out. So, yeah, not good at all. But that's how my week went last week. That's why there was only content on Monday and nothing really, actually nothing at all for the rest of the week. But I'm back. We're ramping up for Mania season. We got Mania, not this weekend, but next. And we're going to go strong. We're going to go hard. And we're going to kick it into high gear. We've got, we're going to do that with the wrestling wrap-up. And our new And our top story of the day has to do with I guess you can say safety concerns for WWE superstars and maybe AEW wrestlers as well, but we don't see AEW wrestlers talk about this as much as WWE superstars. Actually, not. We don't see AEW superstar wrestlers, not superstars, <clears throat> talk about this at all, but it does come up with WWE wrestlers and WWE superstars as far as them getting hounded at the airport 
for autographs. And that can be a safety concern because there are people now waiting at hotels, arenas, airports for these wrestlers. And they've got like 10 things of merch. Sign this, sign this, sign that. All only for these people to go back and resell them later. It's like a, it's a, it's a big safety concern because it's like they're getting bombarded at the airports and it's like, okay, these people now know when we're flying in. Do we now need to take alternate routes, like go to a different city and then drive in? Because it's getting scary. Very scary. Uh, Luke says that Brandon Cutler has talked about it before. Okay, I haven't um, heard that. But yeah, this is this is getting scary. And PW Insider has a good write-up that I want to read before I give my comments and concerns on this. Because this is a very interesting write-up that they do have. Because there's real concern here. As Mike Johnson of PW Insider does write the following. As we reported last week in the elite section of PWInsider.com, an issue WWE and their talent have dealt with and have been continuing to deal with as of late are fans showing up to meet talent at airports and hotels looking to get them to sign lots of toys and other items that many, spec, uh, many suspect are just being resold online. There was an incident a while back with Rey Mysterio where Rey who has one of the best, most golden reputations possible of, of anyone dealing with fans, turned down signing items to, quote, help you guys make money. As the fans in question, had, as one of the fans in question, had dozens of items, including Funko Pop dolls and trading cards, that they were trying to get Mysterio to sign all at the same time at 5 a.m. in the morning. When the footage came online, it upset a lot of talent. Because it was realized, uh, it was released in an attempt to paint Ray, who was correct in his actions, in a bad light. A second video where the same fans attempted to apologize to Ray saw Ray realizing they were filming with filming him without his permission, which, as you can imagine, was not received well either. The Ray situation sparked a larger conversation with the company about other incidents at airports and hotels, specifically about female stars getting spotted at the times or at times, even being followed by fans after they get into their cars. We are told that the company is aware of this and are monitoring the situation, but obviously are unhappy about this. But we are told that no official etiquette was given to talent by the company. Some have started to tell fans waiting that they have been advised to no longer sign toys or trading cards. As one talent said, quote, You can tell who's a family with kids who happen to cross paths with us, and who's stocking the place with a hundred items to sign and flip to the next person for a profit. This past weekend, we're told by several talents that they turned down signings of items, but did stop for selfies. If fans politely ask, if, if fans politely asked, but the fact some, uh, but the fact so many are showing up constantly in different cities waiting for them to exit their flights and hotels is becoming, to say the least, a nuisance. We are told by a few talents that if one fan looking for a selfie or a signed 8x10, then they normally don't mind. But over the last year, since the company has returned to touring post-pandemic, WWE talents are more likely to be uh, barraged by large groups of fans waiting at baggage claim or at the hotel lobby. 
all trying to get multiple items sold. And that the race situation just proves a line that has been drawn in the sand before there's a more potential dangerous incident. Now, what this is meaning is that, you know, like, like I said, they're being bombarded by fans. Fans are waiting at hotels. Fans are waiting at the airport for these wrestlers to come out so they can say, hey, I've got, and like the Ray Mysterio example, five Funko Pops. Can you sign them all? And they're all the exact same Funko Pop. And maybe there was more. I can't 100% remember. And we know that these people are just going to flip them. Like, why would you buy five of the exact same Funko Pop and want them all signed? For what reason? I get having five different ones, maybe, like different Ray variants, and saying, oh, I want them all signed. And I want them all in my collection. That would be cool. But why do you need all the same? Same with the trading cards. So I have a bunch of Ray Mysterio trading cards. Now, I've seen some people online going, well, Liv Morgan signs everything. Liv Morgan is always saying yes. We, that we see. We see the videos of people saying, look, Liv signed this for me. Oh, look, Liv took a picture with me. Oh, look, Liv this, Liv that. Well, there was an incident with Rhea Ripley, and I'm going to pull this tweet up on the screen, that she tweeted about this morning that just further shows that this is a problem, that this is a problem. So we're going to pull this up on the screen right here as Rhea Ripley tweeted out the following. <coughs> People need to respect that no means no. At airports, do not follow me outside. Today has put me off completely. I will not sign anything that isn't a personal photo of us anymore. Hate me. I don't care. Disagree with me. Try putting yourselves in our shoes for one bloody day. Now, this is not Rhea Ripley being a heel. This is not Rhea Ripley being a member of Judgment Day. This is not Rhea Ripley being a bad guy saying, ah, I don't care about the fans. I'm not going to sign their stuff because uh, I'm not, they're not supposed to like me anyways. No. No. This is a safety concern now. This is a privacy issue, and I get what you're going to say. Well, they're celebrities. They know that they don't have full privacy anymore. They know that they're in the spotlight. They know that they're in the public eye. That's what they've signed up for. Sure, paparazzi, some people stopping them at hotels, some people stopping them at um, airports and stuff by chance. Now, I get it if it's a paparazzi, if it's a TMZ reporter or something, whatever. But when there's groups of fans, just like we've seen, I've seen at least three videos. There's like eight to ten people just surrounding Liv Morgan. And she's just in this like mosh pit looking thing. Just going, sure, sure. Yeah, okay, I'll sign this. Um, Yeah, selfie. Okay, now. And then everyone's like, look, Liv's being cool. Liv's signing, isn't that? Well, sometimes, and I'll give a perfect example here. A perfect example. I have a family member. I'm not going to say what team. I have a family member that is an NHL cheerleader. And she's had this happen where her and a coworker, another cheerleader, get off a plane. I'm not going to say what city it was. As you told me this story a couple weeks ago. Get off a plane and got recognized as a NHL cheerleader. And about three big dudes, she said, big dudes, came up to her and were like, oh, you're a cheerleader for the blank, blank, blank. And she's like, yeah, can we get you on our, can we get you on our? I mean, she just felt very 
uneasy about it. She's like, it's just, it's just weird. She's like, these guys came up to me and just asking for my autograph. And then that's not 100% the same thing, but she's like, it's weird when these random strangers come up to you and you're just trying to mind your business. You're just trying to get from point A to point B and they stop you. And she said what happened with her was one of the guys came off very weird, very odd, very creepy. And so her first thought was, be nice, do what they say, that way nothing happens. And that's kind of the mentality some of these, especially the females, have to have is, okay, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be here signing these. But if I say one wrong thing, I might trigger one of these guys and they might do something stupid. They might do something crazy. They might do something weird to me. So even though I don't want to do this, I kind of feel like I have to do this for my safety. And I'm not saying that's how everybody feels, but that's how she felt in the moment. Again, she said three very big dudes. That's how she, I don't know if, what she means by big, but that's what she um, described to them. Three big dudes came up, recognized her and her friend as a cheerleader and was like, hey, sign this for us. He signed these, signed these, signed these. And it was the, um, I don't know what they had on her side. She didn't, I didn't ask, she didn't say, but they're like, can you sign, sign something for me? Autograph, blah, 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 blah. And yeah, so that's another issue. It's, you may see one wrestler always signing something. You may see somebody like a Liv Morgan, and I'm not trying to speak for Liv Morgan, but you may see her always signing something, making her look better than say a Rey Mysterio who said no, or Rhea Ripley who goes off on, on social media. And maybe she's only being so nice because she's afraid that if she's not, she's going to upset one of these guys and they're going to go crazy on her. And like I said, this happened to my cousin. So I kind of know, not firsthand, firsthand, but I kind of know what's the word I'm looking for. Personally, somebody that's gone through this. And she said it was a scary moment when I. I didn't ask because I didn't want to pry, but she was like, there's one guy that just came off very weird, very creepy, very like, if I said something wrong, it may trigger him. And so we don't know if these wrestlers are thinking the same thing as far as I don't want to do the wrong thing and upset one of these guys and something happened. Yes, I'm in a public place. Yes, I'm around a lot of different people, but some people don't care about that. Some people will still do stupid things in public areas. So yeah, it's, it's wild. It's crazy. And some of the comments here on uh, this one says, I've seen some NHL hockey girls like that. I want to say something about that. Give them space. It happens sometimes in my hometown. Hockey players are like that in general when they walk by themselves or with someone from the team. I don't understand the second comment there. Because it was just her and another girl in the airport. They're walking from one part of the airport to the other part of the airport. I think it was a connecting flight, she said. But, yeah. Crazy. Very, very crazy. And now these wrestlers are getting concerned for their safety. And it is a very, very big problem. So all I got to say is, be cool, people. Be dicks. Don't go hiding out and waiting for wrestlers because you know they're coming to your city or you know, oh, all these wrestlers fly into Orlando to go home for from Raw or SmackDown. So I'm going to wait in the Orlando airport for them. No, don't do that.
be cool, be a decent human being. And like Rhea said, if it ain't a picture of you and me, I ain't signing it. And she doesn't even have to do that. She really doesn't. It's not her job to sign the autographs. It's nice of her, but she doesn't have to. WWE sets up autograph signings for her to do. She doesn't have to do all these other ones and have her safety feel violated or in jeopardy. So, just saying. Just, just saying. But as we move forward, as far as the next news story does go, WWE has announced the next member of the WWE Hall of Fame class of 2022. This morning, the story broke from Variety that Andy Kaufman, this is very topical, is going into the WWE Hall of Fame. I say this is very topical because just last night on A&E, we had the Jerry Lawler episode of Biography where they had a whole section on there about Lawler and Kaufman. But the report from Variety does read the following. Andy Kaufman is set to be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame class of 2023. Variety has learned. Kaufman will be inducted alongside this year's fellow honorees that are currently being inducted, Rey Mysterio and the Great Muda. Kaufman is best known for his career on the stage and in, on screen, most famously starring as Latka Gravas in the sitcom Taxi. Only well, like two, three episodes of Taxi, so if I said that name wrong, I apologize. From 1978 to 1983. He made his mark on the world of professional wrestling, however, when he declared himself the intergender wrestling champion of the world, offering money to any woman who could pin him as part of his act. This famously led to a feud with fellow WWE Hall of Famer Jerry the King Lawler in the Continental Wrestling Association in Memphis, Tennessee. Despite Lawler and Kaufman being friends, they successfully convinced the audience that they were bitter enemies. Kaufman claimed that Lawler broke his neck when Lawler performed a pile driver on him. With Kaufman appearing in a neck brace thereafter, the two made an appearance together on the late night on late night with David Letterman in 1982 during which they traded insults before Lawler slapped Kaufman, knocking Kaufman out of his chair. Now that, that's a crazy story in, a, in and itself. They wanted, the Letterman people, wanted these two to um, actually make up on the Letterman show. And Kaufman calls Lawler and goes, hey, they tell you what they want us to do? Jerry's like, yeah. He goes, let's do this instead. I'll give you some jabs, you give me some jabs, and then slap me. And so when it happened, the reactions of Dave Letterman were real reactions because Letterman was expecting what his show was trying to set up, a quote-unquote coming together. or a mac, um, I'm going to porky pig it. I don't know that, how to say that word properly. A um, them making up, I guess you can say. And so, yeah, very cool that... Andy Kaufman is going into the WWE Hall of Fame. I think this is a long time coming. With WWE having the celebrity wing, Kaufman should have went in a long time ago. But I get it. Oh, he's not, never did anything in WWE. Why is he going into the WWE Hall of Fame? Well, WWE basically owns the rights to all the Memphis stuff, and yeah. So, I like it. I think the Andy Kaufman story in pro wrestling with Jerry Lawler is fan-freaking-tastic. It was a worldwide thing. And I mean, as far as a celebrity that's not in the WWE Hall of Fame, Andy Kaufman's probably right up there as like the top guy that should be going in in the celebrity wing for 
sure. You have so many celebrities that didn't even wrestle that are in the WWE Hall of Fame. That didn't even get in the ring and do much, if anything, that are in the WWE Hall of Fame. So, for Andy Kaufman to do it, or to get in, is tremendous. Because not only did Andy Kaufman wrestle, but because of who he was and his connections in Hollywood, it helped bring a tremendously big light to pro wrestling in the 80s that other than if you were WWE wasn't there so awesome 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 congratulations to Andy Kaufman going into the Hall of Fame I would assume they want Lawler to do the induction speech as far as being the one to induct him but Lawler coming off that stroke we got to see where he actually is as far as recovery and if he can actually do it but if anyone should be the one to induct him and I don't know if WWE has officially announced that or not. I know they made the official announcement of Kaufman going in, but I don't know if they've said if Lawler is the one inducting him or not. But again, super cool that Lawler or that um, Kaufman will be going into the WWE Hall of Fame. Now, speaking of WWE Hall of Fame, we got more Hall of Fame news here from PW Insider. As we have some updates on the rest of the class of 2023, or at least some of and some omissions and this and that. So PW Insider does write the following. Um, as reported last week, a PW Insider Elite the elite section, there will be five WWE Hall of Fame Hall of Fame members in this year's class. WWE has officially announced Rey Mysterio, Andy Kaufman, and the Great Muda with Mysterio slated to be the headliner. BWInsider.com is told that Dave Batista will not be included in this year. Batista was named to the WWE Hall of Fame in 2020, but was never officially inducted due to the COVID-19 pandemic. He noted in an interview several months back that he was hoping it would happen finally this year. However, Batista is currently filming the latest My Spy in South Africa, so that is the reason he will not be going in this year because logistically, he can't be there in Los Angeles. Good thing to note. Didn't know that one. Um, they also state that this year's female inductee, this year's woman's inductee, will be Stacey Keebler. As far as the tag team going in this year, there will not be a tag team. So there's going to be five people, no tag team. We got Ray, we got Kaufman, we got Muda, Stacy Keebler, and another unknown name, a fifth name that is still technically unknown. So there we go. That is just a little bit of an update for the WWE Hall of Fame. It's unclear when they're going to announce Stacy Keebler. Maybe they announce it tonight on Raw. Maybe they announce it Friday on SmackDown, or they wait till next week. But they literally have a week and a half to announce it because the Hall of Fame induction ceremony is a week from Friday. But Stacey Keebler will be going in. Early, An early name was Lillian Garcia, but it doesn't look like that's going to happen anymore. But, and maybe they could. Maybe Lillian could be that fifth person and they do two females, three men, two women. But as of right now, there's still a fifth name that we don't know. Now, speaking of things we don't know, that has to do with Bray Wyatt. We don't know what fully is going on with Bray Wyatt other than he's reportedly dealing with some sort of a sickness, according to a report from PW Insider. 
They state that Bray Wyatt was originally scheduled to be on way more SmackDowns and Raws leading up to WrestleMania, especially last week's Friday Night SmackDown. It was reported that WWE sources have been hush when asked about uh, Wyatt's status. Uncle Howdy has done some of the lifting as far as building up stuff for Bray Wyatt, but not much. It's still unclear exactly what's going on with Bray Wyatt. Fightful did recently report that he's dealing with some sort of an illness keeping him away. Now, we don't know what that illness is. I'm not going to speculate whether that's one thing or another. Not my job. Not my job to speculate. It's my job to just report the facts. And we don't have facts on exactly what this illness is. But while speaking on a Sunday night main event, Dave Meltzer stated the following on Bray Wyatt's con- uh, status saying, He's ill. He was supposed to be on the show Friday and was not. So he's still ill. They did a quick tease for him. So he's going to, he's not gone from the company. When I asked this week if he was going to be wrestling Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania, I did not get an answer. And they did not promote the match on either show at all. Speaking of Raw or SmackDown. He also added, quote, I was not given an answer. So my gut is that it's still up in the air. I was told, I was not told a no, but I was not told a yes. I was just told that he is ill. I guess it's out of their hands right now, but he's still with the company. I know there's people who think that he quit the company, but they did a tease on Friday or on Friday night's show. So there we go. Bray is still with WWE. He didn't, as some were trying to say a week or so ago, walk out, didn't do that. And it's kind of just a wait and see if he gets better before WrestleMania. But whatever happens with Bobby Lashley, they got to figure something out or Bobby's off the card, which is very, very unfortunate. Now, again, there are rumors that Bray Wyatt may have walked out on WWE, but that's not the case. And there are some other rumors of WWE cuts that seem like they may not be the case either. Um, A rumor started last week from WrestlingNews.co that there were talent and staff in WWE who, quote, are expecting releases soon. There hasn't really been any uh, concrete news on that. Dave Meltzer did allude to these cuts in the latest Wrestling Observer newsletter, but that there were more about cost-cutting for WrestleMania this year and not talent and, and staff cuts. Fightful also had an update stating that there was, quote, no talk of backstage cuts at the show on Friday and quote, it wasn't a big topic of conversation based on what they were told by sources. So there we go. All this stuff from wrestlingnews.co saying that there were cuts coming. It has nothing to do with roster cuts. They're maybe just trying to keep some, some numbers down cost related numbers for WrestleMania this year. That's what the word is. And that people backstage aren't talking about, uh-oh, people might get cut. I'm concerned. You're concerned. We're concerned. We're all concerned. No one's concerned. So I just thought I'd bring that one up because I had some people ask me about that going, hey, what's this WWE cut stuff? And I'm like, I don't know. I haven't heard nothing. I haven't seen nothing. Then they sent me the WrestlingNews.co article. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. And apparently it's been shot down twice now, once by Meltzer and once by Fightful. As we get closer to WrestleMania, I don't expect Randy Orton to return at WrestleMania or for WrestleMania. But it looks like in the last week or so, Orton possibly returning has been talked about a little bit more. 
than it has in the last couple of months. Speculation of Orton's return has begun to fester due to an image of him circulating online showing him in great shape ahead of a potential comeback, as well as a famous wrestling bootmaker revealing that Orton actually reached out to him for boots ahead of a big return. Now, in an update from PW Insider, they have, some, they have said that there are some rumblings about Orton internally over the past week. While there is no concrete um, confirmation that Orton is returning soon, people are talking about it, but no internal discussions on what they're doing for his return have been done. It states that Orton's name has come up way more this week internally than in the last couple of months. Regarding Riddle... There was reportedly no update on his status with the company after he was written off of TV back in December after failing yet another drug test. So that's very, very promising. A, we had a month or two ago that that bootmaker say, hey, Randy Orton reached out to me. I'm also working on boots for Cody and Drew McIntyre. But for Orton to reach out, that's big for him to say that. And this is the guy that makes boots for a lot of different WWE wrestlers and, and not just WWE wrestlers. But now that over the last week, internally, Orton's name is coming up a little bit more. That is very, very, very good to hear. So hopefully, Randy Orton can return sometime soon. There was that picture going around last fall of him in a hospital bed, like possibly undergoing surgery. So yeah, we'll see where that leads to. As if he had back surgery, as was once reported. I don't know how long that would make him stay out of action, but it would for a while. It would be for a while. Now, Orton's been gone for a while. Orton could be coming back soon, but somebody that's been with WWE since like 2010 is actually no longer with the company. According to a new report from Fightful, they do say that Nick Manfredi left the company earlier this year. Manfredi joined WWE in 2010 after spending two years working on the Howard Stern Show. The senior writer worked on a number of important segments and was, quote, heavily influential in creating Bray Wyatt's Firefly Funhouse. While it was clarified that Manfredi was, going, was gone well before Wyatt's absence due to illness, it is currently unclear whether the departure was WWE's or Manfredi's decision. There have been several notable backstage changes in recent months, with Vince McMahon rejoining the WWE's board of directors back in January, and then CEO or then then co-CEO Stephanie McMahon announcing her departure shortly thereafter. So, one of the senior writers for WWE, and I hope I'm saying his name right, Nick. Manfredini Manfredini is no longer with the company. Again, it's unclear if he decided to leave after being there for 13 years or so-ish, 12, 13 years, or if that was a company decision to let him go. But, hey, uh, well, as they always say, good luck in whatever comes next. So as we move forward, we have some NXT news to talk about here. As this week, they're filming multiple episodes of NXT because they're not going to film any next week. They're going to be gearing up to head to LA for WrestleMania and a stand and deliver. So they said, hey, film two episodes this week. 
being reported that tomorrow's edition of NXT on the USA Network will have multiple matches on it. And that Wednesday, no, um, I just lost my notes. Give me one second here. Uh, give me one second, guys. My notes just kind of went a little haywire on me and out of order. Um, okay, here we go. So there are one, two, three. Four, five or six things announced for tomorrow's NXT. But then also, in addition, they will be filming the following week's NXT tomorrow as well. I wanted to get that right because sometimes they do a, a Tuesday-Wednesday taping deal and just do one a night. But they're doing them in the same night, it looks like, tomorrow. And so that way, they don't have to worry about doing any tapings from the Performance Center next week. They can just worry about getting everything ready for Stand and Deliver on April 1st. But speaking of NXT, let's talk about the NXT Women's Champion in Roxanne Perez as this whole she's not cleared storyline, well, may actually be a real thing. Um, according to a new report from Dave Meltzer, he states that there's a legit reason for the storyline being done the way it is and having it be so confusing with the situation going on with Roxanne Perez because, well, the real life situation is confusing as well. It is stated that Roxanne Perez is dealing with some sort of an issue that is keeping her out of the ring, and WWE is unclear if she will actually be able to get back in the ring in time for Stand and Deliver. NXT, uh, NXT was clearly building up a singles match between Perez and Tiffany Stratton going into Stand and Deliver, but instead are now building up a multi-woman ladder match for the NXT Women's Championship, which may or may not actually have the current Women's Champion in. It's unclear exactly what this issue is for Roxanne Perez, as Meltzer states that he was just told that they are dealing with a, quote, real-life situation that they are taking day by day. So that is very, very unfortunate. Well, hopefully, she can get better, she can get cleared, and she can, what's what I'm looking for, get past this. And this is very similar to the Shawn Michaels stuff, not just because the way they booked it, of her fainting and all that, but that whole Shawn Michaels faint was to cover up an injury as well. Remember, Shawn Michaels got beat up by, as they say, nine Marines and couldn't go. And so they did a cover up where Shawn got hurt, fainted, and couldn't compete. Well, Roxanne's dealing with something, so Shawn booked a cover up. And now we have to just wait and see if she can wrestle a stand and deliver or not. And our final NXT story here has to do with tonight's NXT as it is being reported that two NXT superstars will be at NXT tonight. Um, it is being reported that both Charlie Dempsey has been spotted in town ahead of tonight's Monday Night Raw and Grayson Waller is also scheduled to be at tonight's show as well. But not just that, Waller also recently in the last hour and a half or so sent out a tweet stating, quote, big plans tonight. Possibly teasing that he could show up on Raw tonight and do something with Johnny Gargano to further build their match at Stand and Deliver, which I think is a tremendous idea. Put Grayson Waller on the show tonight, on Monday Night Raw, 
to help get some main roster pub for Stand and Deliver and his match with Johnny Gargano. I don't... Nothing has been announced for Gargano for tonight's Raw. Let me just double check if something has been announced in the last 30 minutes or so. But nothing with Gargano has been announced. But regardless, I say have Gargano work a match tonight and have Grayson Waller come out and screw him. Have Grayson Waller come out and interfere. Cause Johnny the match. I think that would be fantastic. Phenomenal. Great. It gets more eyes on the fact that, oh, whoa. A main roster guy's working with NXT guys. A main roster guy's going to be on Stand and Deliver. Johnny? Back in NXT? Mr. NXT? Oh, I need to watch Stand and Deliver. Because there's a lot of people that probably don't know that Johnny has a match at Stand and Deliver. Because they don't watch NXT. Because they don't follow the brand. So I think putting Grayson Waller on Raw tonight would be a tremendous idea. Whether that's tonight or next week. But it looks like it might be tonight. Would be a tremendous idea. As far as getting more publicity and more, hey, this is happening for Stand and Deliver. Now, as Stand and Deliver takes place the same day as the first night of WrestleMania, one of the biggest things over WrestleMania weekend is the Raw after WrestleMania. And it looks like Triple H has some big plans as far as surprises do go for that Monday Night Raw. As Give Me Sport does have a new report. Triple H is not planning for any major WWE debuts on Raw after WrestleMania, Give Me Sport has learned. WrestleVotes has told Give Me Sport in an interview that fans shouldn't expect too many major surprises on the show that take place that takes place the day after WrestleMania night two. Instead, surprises are expected to be mainly kept in-house with returns of some injured stars potentially taking place. So we're not getting like big call-ups. We're not getting big debuts. Give me sport or wrestle vote stated quote. I would bet money that the majority of the quote surprises are going to be within the storylines on the show as opposed to debuts. They don't want to go down that road. I don't think that will happen. I think you might get one debut. I think you might get Zack Ryder. I think you might get an NXT call up, but I don't think five, six, seven people are showing up because there's just not, that's just not reality. If you bring in 10 people to a roster that can't get uh, can't get use everybody that can't use everybody already, you have to look at what you're really doing. So there we go. They may have maybe one debut, maybe two debuts, but really they're going to keep it to less. It sounds like they want to keep it to less being more impactful. But it is very interesting that the one name they said was Zack Ryder. That they said Zack Ryder in specific. So. I wouldn't hate it. I think. Zack Ryder needs to come back. I would love to see. Matt Cardona. Zack Ryder. Whatever name he's going to go by. Most likely Zack Ryder. Back in WWE. I would love to see him and Chelsea. Together. They would be. So good together. So good together. I think. Her. Still doing the Karen thing. And him. You know, being what he's been on the indies, maybe not as hardcore as the whole, I'm the indie god, I'm going to go do all this GCW stuff. No, not that. But being a little more serious and being like, I think it would be great if the story was, she complains all the time, he's trying to 
calm her down, and they're both just being successful. And maybe that's the whole thing. She's being an overly, like, dramatic Karen, and him coming in is what's going to calm her down, and then finally she starts seeing success. So, I don't know, but out of all of this, that was the one thing that stood out to me is that Russell Votes specifically mentioned Zack Ryder. So moving forward, we have all these WWE biographies going on right now. Next week, we're going to get one on Charlotte Flair. We're going to get another one on, oh, what's the second episode? I can't remember now. They're doing two. Oh, it's Charlotte Flair and, oh, they said it last night, and I watched like five hours of that shit. Oh, let me know in the comments or the live chat if you know. But, um... What we haven't seen in a while as far as wrestling documentaries is Dark Side of the Ring. It was reported by Yokozuna. Thank you, Magma Lord Yokozuna. It was reported by Mike Johnson of PW Insider back in January that Dark Side of the Ring is set to come back for a fourth season at some point. And according to Kevin Nash on his In the Click or on his Click This podcast, Vince, uh, a vice, is planning on doing an episode on Scott Hall. That's so cool. I would love to see them do a Scott Hall episode. That would be awesome. For Dark Side of the Ring to do a Scott Hall episode, that would be great. His story told by them? Oh, yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait for that because that would be so great, so cool, so, so, so awesome. So that was a quick little tidbit to bring to you. We have a couple of little tidbits here. Uh, Jim Ross was missing last week from AEW Dynamite. No, no, Rampage. And he was replaced by Paul White. But Dave Meltzer did state on the latest Wrestling Observer Radio that he spoke with Jim Ross. And Jim Ross says that he will be back next week and has no plans on missing any further dates. He stated that Ross was getting some treatment on a radiation wound that he had during his cancer therapy and couldn't travel last week. But it's all good to go. And we'll be back next Friday for Rampage. And finally, AW is stating that Evil Uno has a concussion. But, as we've learned, AW sometimes uses the word concussion for storyline purposes. So last week on Rampage, Grace, uh, Stu Grayson stated the following. John Moxley, up until our match tonight on Dynamite, everybody was asking me the same thing. Stu, are you back? Be back with AEW. I just didn't know the answer. I just didn't until now. Now that I am in a hospital because of you and BCC gave a concussion to my brother, Evil Uno. So now I'm thinking Mox. Now I'm thinking, yeah, now I am back. You want a Stu Grayson? You got him. Next week I want you, Mox. I want you in a one-on-one match. I swear to God, I will break you. Now... When they say this, and I saw people online go, oh, man, this sucks. Grayson Waller, or Stu Grayson, not Stu Grayson, Evil Uno has a concussion. Evil Uno dealing with a concussion. But we don't know that for sure, though. That's the, that's the sad thing. I feel like concussion storylines in a company that has had some really bad, scary concussions shouldn't be done. We had the 
Adam Cole concussion that was very bad and scary. We had the Hangman concussion that was very bad and scary. But then we had one where it was, oh, Moxley's got a concussion, but he's fine. Because we're already announcing a match in two weeks for him. Oh, now Evil Uno's got a concussion. So it's like, does he really? Does he not? I had people asking me if this was true, and I don't know. I don't know if he's got a concussion or not. I didn't see anything in the match that could have caused a concussion. But again, concussions can happen from the slightest of things. And so, it's just, AEW has cried wolf on concussion a few times now to where people don't believe that it's a real issue. A real injury sometimes now. Because they've had serious ones and they've had storyline concussions. I feel like a concussion injury is something you sh- you should stay away from, especially this close to two really bad concussions that you had last year. And there was a lot of people giving AEW crap on the Moxley concussion storyline because of the way they handled it. The whole, oh, we're, we're saying Moxley's got a concussion, but we're already announcing a match before we're saying he's even cleared. And they did the same thing with, with Hangman. Everyone knew Hangman had a concussion, and they kept building up a match and building up a match. They, they made his concussion almost seem like it was fake from the start when it wasn't because they kept doing the whole, well, is he going to get cleared before the match? Is he going to get cleared before? No, you shouldn't be building up a match with a guy that has a concussion and making us think that he still got the concussion and could still have the concussion day of, and then he's going to go in last minute and go, he just got cleared. You can't do that. You can't say, oh, he'll be good in two weeks. He'll be good. In four days, because you don't know that with a concussion. Concussion has got to be taken day by day, and you can't have a timetable on a concussion. So, there we go. Uh, since Saturday says, they stated that it was the uppercut that Claudio gave him that caused the concussion. Gotcha. Thank you. So, for anyone that's that's asked, I don't know if it's a real concussion or not, because AEW likes to do that. Oh, well, this guy's got a fake concussion, but this guy's got a real concussion stuff. So, I don't know. But with that, that is going to wrap up the wrap up. I want to say thank you guys for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PW Unlimited or YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. As far as tonight does go, tonight is Monday Night Raw. And four things have been announced for tonight's show. As far as tonight's show does go, first off, we do know that Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns will have some sort of a segment as the WWE Undisputed Universal Heavyweight Champion comes to confront his WrestleMania challenger. Also, Logan Paul will be bringing Impulsive TV. Of course, action is concerned. Austin Theory will be going one-on-one with Montez Ford in a non-title match. And last week it was announced that Bianca Belair and Asuka will be teaming up against Chelsea Green and Carmella. Yet, this match is not being advertised on WWE.com right now. So, we don't know if the match has or has not been pulled. So, it was announced last week, but it is no longer being advertised so we'll see if the match actually does or does not happen but with that guys i want to say thank you for joining me here again twitch.tv forward slash pw unlimited youtube.com forward slash pro wrestling unlimited or podcast services all around the globe like stitcher spotify google pod apple pod anchor iHeartRadio, and so much more so with that have a great rest of your monday hopefully i see you back here tonight for monday night raw have a good one see you next time guys <laughs>